This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is simply to provide our listeners with some really good information to help you make some really good decisions on your real estate purchases, sales, etc. And the great thing is, as a member of, because this is brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors, we have 4,000 resources that we can go to each week to get people in here with different views, different ideas, because um, we have 4,000 members of the real estate community here. Well, actually, more than that, if you were to include our affiliates, affiliates being your home inspectors, your termite inspectors and such, lenders and escrow companies. Well, today I have a couple of great guests. I've known them for a while because you guys have been in real estate for a while. First, we have Gabe Guzman of Iron Key Real Estate. Good morning, Gabe. Good morning, Don. Thank you for having me. You betcha. And uh, thanks for the $5 for introducing you first before your co-host here, <laughs> hey, that, Joel Arambula of Iron Key. Cup of coffee right there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks so, for having us. So Joel Arambula and Gabe Guzman, both of Iron Key Real Estate. Um, how long have you been in the business, Joel? Uh, I'm coming up on three years now. So I started back in, um, I think, the 2016 is when I was um, studying, studying to get my license, 2017. Um, started off at the, a bigger brokerage here in town, and uh, it's been great. What made you want to get into real estate? Uh, so for me, I was uh, working. Um, a new, I was working at a airplane repair station, and uh, it's here local in town. And I was going to work, you know, 50 hours a week, you know, give or take with overtime and stuff, um, plus a 30-minute commute there, 30 commute back to to the house. And um, it just started kind of weighing on me. And I was like, you know, is this what I'm going to do for the rest of my life? So um, I thought, well, what do I, what else do I want to do? Like, what are my options? And I had always been interested in real estate, the house, you know, the architecture, stuff like that. So, um, I've, you know, at the time I was also going to school to get my bachelor's degree in business. And I thought, hey, you know, I want to be outside more. I want to, you know, kind of control my time. So real estate was really the only avenue that I thought to, you know, that was going to be something that worked for me. So um, got my license and I started working um, part-time as a realtor and full-time as a uh, as a uh, repair station mechanic while going to school. So I was doing all those three things, you know, balancing work, life, all that stuff at once. And then eventually I was like, you know what, something's got to give. What, what am I going to give up? So without selling a house, I had quit my job that was basically my income source, and uh, it's probably been the best decision I ever made. You took a dive into it. Oh, yeah. There's one thing that you just said that makes me look back through all the years that I've been in real estate, and the thing that ma- I think that made you successful or makes you successful mm-hmm. is your ability to multitask. You said you were in school. You yeah. had a full-time job and a job in real estate. Yeah. That's a lot of things to do. Yeah, it was tough. But the ones who can do that generally make it. I remember I hired a guy uh, back when I was managing many years ago and full-time student, 
worked as a grocer at, at Foodland Market mm-hmm. way back then and getting into real estate. And I remember the owner of the company was kind of mad at me for hiring him. It's <laughs> like, hey, this guy's yeah, he's been a total success in the real estate industry. Yeah, and to that point, I think the I think the biggest thing that was able to get me to to get going was somebody having faith in me and, and saying, you know, this guy, you know, might have what it takes, and I'm gonna you know go out on a limb and you know, reach out to this guy and, and show him the ropes, you know, get him from point A to point B quicker than he went on his own. And that's pretty much why I'm here today, you know, so shout out to, the, to shout out to him. Okay, great. And Gabe Guzman, um, how long have you been in the real estate industry? Uh, so this is actually uh, my second year. So got licensed in October, or no, August of 2017, but my first full year was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what made you want to get into it? Uh, actually, I, I've, I got into like personal development and things like that. And I like the whole, um, you know, working on yourself type of thing, betting on yourself. Uh, I like the whole, you know, performance based, uh, business model. Um, and before this, like Joel, you know, I was working another job, secure job. Um, but I, I wasn't really, you know, moving up. There was, I, I felt like there was a ceiling there. I felt like I could do more. And then uh, it really hit me. I actually had my son. I already had one kid at the time. I had my son, and that's what really pushed me to, you know, go through with it, get, you know, take my test, get licensed, and, um, yeah, jump on in. <clears throat> I was part-time like Joel, too. Uh, I was part-time from when I got licensed to about, so that was August to about February, and then I, you know, quit that job and jumped two feet first. That's kind of funny because that's the opposite of how I did it. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I started in real estate at the age of 21, and I was just going to do that until I found my career yeah. and my job. Um, and like I like to joke around and say, you know, just going to do it until I grow up and figure out what I want to do. Yeah. Um, well, I never did. You haven't grown up. I, you never did. <laughs> I never hey, did well. grow up. <laughs> and so here I am, 40-something yeah. years later, still in the business. And I will say this. It is a really, really hard job, but a fantastic career. Oh, yeah. 100% agree. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So for anybody thinking about getting into it, remember that. It, I mean, there are some ups and some downs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a, a roller coaster. You know, you, you got highs and lows. It's just about how you uh, minimize that transition. And how you manage your, not only your own emotions, but also uh, client expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, a client needs to know what they're getting into. It It can be an emotional roller coaster, buying a home or selling a home. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, to that point... Um, it's much more than just the building that you're walking into. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a nice house, but you know what am I looking out for? You know, it's those it's those questions that you know I think are the biggest things when you're walking into a property. Like what am I looking for? Like what are the things that I should be looking out for when I'm walking through this thing? And is the realtor that I'm walking with like going to point those things out to me, or are they going to be straight up? So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Yeah, one of the things I like about that to that point, too, is just um, educating people and, mm-hmm. and kind of putting the ball in their court and letting them make the the best decisions for themselves. Yep. Just, 
you know, you're giving them the tools to, to do it. And that's the bit, biggest satisfaction at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I, I love general brokerage rather than selling a specific model yeah. of a home. General brokerage, you could sell any, they, if they want that 800-square-foot home or the 4,000-square-foot home. It's what you're, you're just providing the service. Um, and that's that's really neat because we don't have to sell a home. You just present the you give them all the options, put it out on the table. Yeah, hear the, hear the facts. Yeah, yep. put them in a position to where they can make a good decision. Yep, yep. Which is what Welcome Home Radio tries to do too. Come to think of it, there we yeah, go. Definitely, yeah, we're providing info. Okay, so tell, you mentioned some of the ups and downs. Tell me some of those. Any interesting stories that you've had in the last month or two or three yeah um you know i i've and i think in this business you have to be really patient with people and and again you're just giving them the tools to make the right decisions and sometimes it's not the right time for them so um i've actually been one one quick story that i want to touch on is you know um just kind of helping people and staying with them i have a client who i've been working for or working with for about a year now and um you know back then maybe 2018 early on market was you know really crazy really competitive and uh it just kind of overwhelmed her um but we never gave up you know kept updating her on how everything was going um you know kept touching base with her uh just checking in on her and and now she she reached back out and you know we're we're out looking for homes now interest rates are really low so she's super excited about that and uh yeah now i mean we're going to go look at some houses this weekend actually and uh it's actually going to be for her first time home so she's awesome. she's excited she's going to have to wait till after 10 o'clock cuz you're busy <laughs> till then I, I told her that i might i told i told her i i i'm busy with don today and and he won't let me leave he's got me chained to this table there right here go. so i can't even go well i it's not really chained but you can undo the plug but don't, don't over exaggerate we don't want chain. we don't want to go unplugged <laughs> Yeah. Joel, how about you? Any interesting stories? Yeah, so um, it's 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 kind of an up and down for me on this story because I had met this person actually at an open house, and um, this was kind of towards the beginning of my career. So um, I was, I believe at this time, just fresh from quitting my job, so I was um, probably about a year into my um, career as a realtor, and I met this person at an open house, and uh, she loved the house, but it wasn't for her. So, you know, as Gabe said, you know, we're just trying to, you know, equip them with the right tools to make the decision that's best for them. So if we think about that's uh, almost a year and a half ago, maybe two years at this point. So um, I just recently sold her the house. But like going back in the, into the timeline, I had been working with her for a year and a half. And, you know, as a new agent, I'm like, man, dude, like, is this person ever going to buy or is or am I just being strung along? So I think, you know, as a as a new agent, I was, you know, kind of just going through this thing where I don't know if I'm being too patient or if this person is literally, you know, never going to buy. Um, it really did teach me patience. It really taught me that, um, you know, just because you might have shown her or him the right house, you know, doesn't mean that they're going to buy it. You know, they have to make the right decision themselves. And so eventually... Um, it's a great story for me because eventually we did find her the right house, and she will literally call me every week. And I sold her this house like in November or October. She will literally call me every week to tell me how much she loves her house 
and like how thankful she is that I stuck by her for a year and a half. And I think those are the stories like as, as a realtor right now, as a business owner, and even just as a person, like, I think those are the stories that I'm just like, wow, like, like you can really make a difference in somebody's life by homeownership. And I think, you know, just that story alone makes, you know, makes my ear. So, you know what I just got out of your Mm -hmm. story, you you talked about how you had to, it would tested your patience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you had to be patient, but that also gave, had her be patient too. Yeah. And that is patience is a necessary ingredient in the real estate market. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You can't go into it thinking you're going to hit a home run every at bat. Exactly. That's the, I think that's the biggest thing that, you know, when you're a new agent, like I was, you know, I'm thinking, you know, because we get leads, you know, I don't know, how many, how many leads would you say you get a month? Like 30 plus? Yeah, probably. So, you know, and, and as a new agent, I'm thinking, well, one of these has to be ready to go. You know, and sometimes it's not like that. They're 16, you know, 6 to 18 months out. You know, they're still a year and a half away from purchasing a home. Can you, can you, you know, go through that, you know? And in this case, it, it really paid off. All right. Interesting story. Anyway, we're going to go to our first commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio, helping me out today, have a couple of guys from Iron Key Real Estate. And that's Joel Arambula and Gabe Guzman. Um, thanks again for coming over here, showing up on time. <laughs> you guys didn't sleep in, didn't forget about it. Here you are. So thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, having for having us. Oh, yeah. Okay. I recently read an article, and it was called The Seven Reasons to uh, Work with a Realtor. First of all, what's the difference between a realtor and a real estate agent? Well, realtors are held to a different uh, code of ethics. So um, actually, when you first get licensed, you go through a course at the association, and um, they give you a credential as as a realtor. So until that point, you can't even call yourself a realtor. So um, like I said... Even though you have a real estate license. Yeah, because yeah, at that you're point, you're... licensed to go sell a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's different because, you know, you're not... You haven't been trained properly through ethics and, and, you know, that, that sort of thing. So, um, until that point, I I didn't even know that until, you know, going through the course, I'm like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah. So it's funny because some industries have to have legislation at, from Sacramento telling them what to do and what not to do. And here is an industry that says we're going to self legislate ourselves, self regulate ourselves. And these are the the standards that you have to work with if you're going to be called that. And it's a choice. You can go out there and work for another brokerage that's not a realtor organization um, and and not abide by that code of ethics. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, it's, it's good that we're able to go through that kind of training and, you know, have a standard. You know, without the standards, we're, you know, you just... I don't, know the, I don't know what the industry would look like. Okay. So what are some of those seven reasons to to work with a realtor? Uh, so one that I think uh, Joel just touched on was, you know, the ethics of it, of course. Uh, but one big thing for me 
um, is, you know, having someone that's actually knowledgeable of what's going on in the market, um, you know, what to look out for that will help you with those, you know, contracts and disclosures. Because if you've ever bought a house or sold a house, you know that there's a ton of paperwork uh, that goes into it. And it's not just a for sale sign going up. You know, there's there's a lot of background things that go into it. Um, for example, uh, I had a, a client that I was just telling Joel about um, that was we were looking for homes. Uh, she was looking on a couple of different uh, websites. And uh, one website that she was looking on was actually giving her an estimate of the property and what it should be priced at. Uh, when we went to see the property, we looked at it. Um, she brought that point up and said, hey, it's it's priced higher than the estimate. What's 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 the deal here? Uh, why are they pricing it so high? Uh, but, you know, I had to break it down and show her the comparable properties, show her what's been selling in their neighborhood, uh, show her what the market was doing, uh, point out the upgrades in the house. Because at the end of the day, that website doesn't have a rep that can go in the house and personally look at it and give an accurate valuation of it. Um, and that's where we come in and that's where we bring value to our clients, whether it be a buyer or a seller. And like I said, helping to make an educated decision. That that point always reminds me of the time. There, there was a home that I was that I walked through over by Fashion Fair in Fresno. So a nice three-bedroom, two-bath home in a nice neighborhood. Now, the one I walked through had a brand-new roof on it. Inside was gorgeous, just immaculate. Everything had been upgraded. Nice. Next door was a home with an old wood shake roof. Mm -hmm. um, it happened to be boarded up. This was a few years ago when we ha had those. It was boarded <laughs> up, and yet the online estimate had that one at, at a higher value because it was like 70 square feet more. There you go. Wow. That's, yeah. I think that's what you're going to run into when, you know, you're going to these different sites. And, um, you know, you can pull up the same property on multiple sites, and each one will give you a different value. And yeah. I just think, you know, that's that's the power of, you know, going to a professional that's touring these properties, that's looking at the area, that's able to give you the knowledge on the area, what comps are selling at, like Gabe said, and, and actually come to a, a fair price, you know. So, okay, so properly or using your your local knowledge mm -hmm. to give good ethical advice Definitely. is is one reason. What are some other reasons to use a realtor? Um, so kind of just touching on that same topic about the websites, um, you know, I've had a couple clients reach out and say, hey, I'm interested in this property. I'm looking it up on the MLS and it's not listed. It last sold, you know, two years ago or three years ago. It's an outdated, um, it's just outdated on the website. They they haven't updated that specific listing. So it shows as off market. Sure enough, you drive by the property, there's no for sale sign. There's a family playing out front. Um, you know, it's just outdated information. I think having, you know, using the resource from a realtor is going to be able to, you know, give you some more information as to what's actually going on on the market. Yes, that home's for sale. No, that's not but there is this other one, you know? So I think, you know, going through and actually consulting with a, a professional in the industry is probably the best thing that you can do. Okay. And, and you know, we um, had that on last week's show where okay. we took something that you, you found online yeah. and there was an article that said San Diego home sellers are slashing their prices. And then we talked with a realtor from San Diego 
and slashing is not the accurate description. In fact, it, it, talking to that uh, person, it was things are normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, price reductions even happen in a hot market yeah. because you always have an overzealous seller out there. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, so inter- maybe a way we could say it is interpreting the market. Sure. And interpreting all the info, good and bad, that you get online. Yep. yep that, that's what a realtor does. Yep. All right. What else do we got? I think um, the inf- the amount of information and specifics that we can provide is uh, a big thing. Um, you know, for some families, uh, certain things might not work for them as far as, you know, the type of utilities that you can obtain. Uh the type of zoning it's in, depending what you're going to use the property for, you know, there's things that go into that so that they don't run into, you know, bumps in the road or, you know, a, you know, complete stops later on when they're trying to use the property and it's actually not zoned for it. Um, th- I think that we come in there and, and help out with those things and find out if the property really is for them. It could have the square footage that they want, the land that they want, the bedroom count that they want for the right price, but if it's not what you truly want to, if, if you can't do what you truly want with it, then it's probably not the right house for you. And I mean, looking you know online, they're not going to get in into those details. They'll give you the basics, but you know, as far as like what you know each type of zoning means and what they allow, that's that's a big thing. You know, I have a family that's looking for homes right now and that's the that's the thing we're running into is they're they're loving these types of homes in the areas, but we have to find the right one that's zoned for what they want to do with it. They have horses, they have, you know, livestock and there's certain areas that you can have those in and other areas where they're not allowed. So mm-hmm. there's there's tons of small little details and specifics that you won't find online. Okay. What other reasons would there be? Because so, we're not even close to seven yet. Oh, <laughs> I think this is probably the, the number one reason why you should work with a realtor, negotiating. Mm. You know, I think a lot well, – so, for example, a lot of the things that you're going to be able to, you know, kind of – it's not all about the price. I mean, that's a major factor in, you know, purchasing and selling real estate. But there's minor details, or maybe not even so minor. They're just details about a deal that can make or break it. So – I think, you know, if I'm if I'm purchasing a property and interest rates are not so great, um, whether that be because of my credit or whatever the issue is, my interest rate is not that great. But I know that I want this house. So what can I do to, you know, offset that with other things, you know, within the deal? So I think, you know, realtors are are savvy. Um, they're knowledgeable. They, you know, they're experienced. And, um, you know, having somebody that can navigate that deal and that transaction for you is uh is huge and and having a fiduciary or mm-hmm. an agent negotiate for you yep. really helps because if you could imagine maybe a shy timid person going into across the table from a real estate sophisticated real estate shark oh yeah um who is the seller mm-hmm. um it's over. somebody's going to win someone's going to lose absolutely Whereas with fiduciaries or agents working it, I think more often than not you get a win-win situation. Yeah, more often than not, I think you're going to get a fair a fair deal on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always tell people, uh, you know, as realtors, we don't we don't compete with each other. I feel like we 
cooperate. You mm-hmm. know, that's how we get the deal done for our clients is cooperating, not competing to see who negotiates better than the other. It's about making the, the deal work for everybody, for both sides. Exactly. If my client likes Gabe's listing, I'm talking to Gabe and I'm saying, all right, look, this is where my client's at. What do we have to do? Like, where are your sellers at? How can we make this comfortable for your seller? Like, do we need to give them more time? Like, do we need to give them less time? Where are they moving to? This, that, and the other, right? So I think those those are the big questions that you need to ask prior to write, writing up a contract that says, hey, we're just going to give you this amount of money. And, of course, you can't give away a price. Right. Uh, yeah. But there are, like there's you details. said, there's other factors, yeah. Yeah. time, terms, mm-hmm. and uh, that's a perfect one to ask. Yeah. How much time do, does your seller need? Yeah. Because my buyer has time exactly. to, to give. Exactly. They can go quickly or they can take a long time, yep. w- whatever's needed. Yeah, knowing the situation is key. Yeah, especially if there's like a contingency involved where you know they have to sell their home to get into the next one. Um, that's a big thing to ask. Some people might want to move right, move in right away. Yep. But if it doesn't work for the seller, even though your offer is a greater dollar amount, they're going to choose the better offer that suits them for convenience purposes. Yep. Well, true to realtor form, I don't think we hit seven, but it is time for a commercial break. <laughs> so right. stay tuned for more on Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And I have a couple of guests here that are rocking out to that music. Oh, yeah. You guys like oh, that. I I'm mean, feeling that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys I'm must have thought fire. this was the old rainbow ballroom downtown. <laughs> That's where my parents met. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, a lot of people met there. Yeah, but <laughs> All right. During the break, uh, Gabe. Didn't yeah. you get a text message? Tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, got a text message from uh, one of my clients right now. Shout out to Evan. Uh, he's uh, actually just got into escrow this week on nice. his first time home. So All shout right. out to him. So was there a lot of excitement there? Oh, definitely. Yeah, he was He was super excited, especially, uh, you know, he, he it, it just all played out perfectly for him. He He's uh, just got pre-approved. Um, you know, right after getting pre-approved, he's, you know, finds the perfect house. You know, we saw a few. I could tell they weren't for him. Found the perfect house. He said, this is the one. Um, we submitted an offer. Had a, you know, like we talked about earlier, you know, do some things on the terms uh, to make it work for both sides. And got him in, got him into escrow. And uh, and actually, his girlfriend's actually moving to back to Fresno from school in San Diego um in May, and that's when he's getting his keys. So it's nice. work, it's just the timeline works perfect for him. All right. And that is maybe one of the reasons why that this is such a great career, not just a job. Yeah. I mean, the, jo- the job part of it is going through the highs and the lows and, and, and the trials and tribulations to get there. But it's a great career because you remember things like that, the excitement of yeah. getting a home. And, you know, a home... Oh, I heard a good one this week. A home is not just a place. Home is your feelings. Yeah, yeah Or absolutely. it's a feeling. Yep. There. Yeah. I misquoted it. Darn <laughs> it. There we go. <laughs> yeah. But but oh, so true. And um, it's kind of like in baseball. When you get home, you scored. Yeah. There you go. There you go. 
Okay, we weren't done with those seven reasons why to work with a realtor. Yeah, so touching on uh, touching on the you know the emotion behind the home. It's you know we're here for our clients. You know, as a rock. Um, there's a lot of emotions when going through a transaction, whether it's frustration, surprises. I mean, sometimes you'll go through a house and think it's clean, and something happens, and you're like, man, like how do we deal with this? And you know, us as realtors have to be um, the rock that kind of holds everything together because, you know, whether it's a bad pest report or, you know, something's leaking, uh, a buyer might take that and say, you know what, this deal's done. Like it's, it's you know, kaput. Um, but there's things that we can do to remedy that. And if, you know, I don't know, I think for me, being kind of emotionally balanced, um, goes a long way in the transaction so nobody's losing their minds you know like oh we got a league we got to cancel the deal like this this deal's not going to go through well there's things that we can do to, to so fix that. yeah for a home buyer it's easy to have sure. extreme emotions because they do that once every decade yeah. you know the yeah, typical exactly. buyer mm -hmm. just doesn't you you're there for a long time whereas we can share our experiences maybe just from last week or last month with another buyer who had a similar experience. Yep. 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 And going through that um, and and actually telling them, like, hey, it's okay. It's not the first time that, you know, a bad pest report has come in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's things that we can do to go around it. Let's, you know, let's, let's get our heads together, work together on this, and make this happen for you. Uh, and I think Joel touched a, a good amount on it on buyers. Um, but sellers too, you know, sometimes that's, that's emotional. That's somewhere that they've lived for, you know, quite a while. Maybe it's their first home and they've been there for 30 years and they've raised their children there. And there's a lot of emotion behind that, oh, yeah. you know, and, um, I think being there for them, as far as like Joel said, a rock when things don't go their way or the way they expected it to, you know, finding a solution for it and, um, getting them back on track to, getting into their their next home or you know getting um basically their next step to get them where they want to be and i like that about being the rock and you don't become the rock unless you truly are their fiduciary yep. a fiduciary means you've got their best interest first before even your own mm -hmm. and um so when you truly become a fiduciary, you build that trust, you will become their rock. Yeah. And I think that leads us into our next point, which is, is your realtor experience, like, up to date on forms? And you really can't be a fiduciary if, you know, you're not up to date on what's going on with the, the forms that you're having your clients sign. And I think that's one of the biggest things in the industry is, all right, cool, like this 10-page, you know, contract just turned into 14 pages, what are the updates? What do I need to know? And are they big deals that I need to now study up on and educate myself on before I can, you know, translate that to a, a, a client? Speaking of knowing your forms, I had mm -hmm. something happen recently where um, my client looked at me and said, God, this is weird. Have yeah. you ever had this happen before? <laughs> so I pulled out the form. I said, it happens so often. The California Association of Realtors even has a form for it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. And once again, that made that client feel better. Like, well, maybe, you know, I guess there is a way to do this. Yeah. And yeah. when you think about, you know, if you're, if, if you're thinking about selling or buying and you're not using a realtor, 
you know, these are these are the things that make you want to hire a realtor. You know, if you're going to go through a transaction without the proper documentation, are you really protecting yourself? Is the other person being protected? Is there any insurance behind, you know, any of this stuff that, you know, should anything go wrong in the transaction? Um, are you using the right forms? And, you know, that's we're insured. And I think that's the, you know. Yeah. And that's a that's a key point. Because you can go online, mm-hmm. you could go to probably Walmart and buy real estate forms. Yeah. Um, but they're produced by, well, who knows who. Exactly. All right. But these forms that realtors use are prepared and vetted and insured by the California Association of Realtors. And by insured, what we mean is if a client and the realtor get sued over that form and something that is improper in that form, the California Association of Realtors extensive legal team will back you up. There you go. Yep. And we also have the resources to even contact them mm-hmm. when something's not going right. So, you know, I, I've had situations where I've had to call them up, you know, myself, um, just to work things out for my client and, and figure things out. Because like you said, does if this happens so often, then, you know, they'll actually make a form for it. But not everything is like that. You know, there's yeah. some situations that don't happen so often and you do need that you know, that legal advice from, you know, our our uh, our resources, and we can actually, they actually will send you over documents to, to help you out with whatever's going wrong in the transaction, and that's where we come in, you know. Uh, a lot of people, like you said, if you go to Walmart, they're not going to have that on file specific to your situation, right? but we can find that, and, and I've, I've utilized them before. It's a great resource. Yeah, the um, legal hotline. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which the California Association of Realtors also has a finance hotline. So there's so many resources for us so that we can help protect our clients and be a true fiduciary. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Um, are there any other reasons why somebody should work with a realtor? Because I'm not sure if we're at seven, but you know what? That, that's. In our industry, it, it's not a science. It's maybe maybe we could go on with a hundred different reasons. There's there's tons. It's never black and white. Yeah. I always say. Or and we could have made this a very short segment by saying there's only one <laughs> reason yeah. to use a realtor, and that's because it's best for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. In short. <laughs> yeah. That that's my summary. But however, it is a one-hour show, so we couldn't. We we had to go with a little there, more yeah, there. Yeah. Okay, with that, we are going to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. I love that music. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. Hey, how about the Fresno Grizzlies? Boy, that's, I went to opening night. Back in action. Yeah, that stadium is beautiful. The renovations. The renovations and the electricity in there. Oh, yeah. I mean, although the electricity did go out in the ninth inning. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's because they really had it supercharged there for the first eight. There you go. (laughs) Um, All right. So I always love to mention baseball. I don't know. 
I don't know what it is, but we could tell you got the uh, you're sporting yeah. the old team. There you go. Yeah. That's right. Got my Grizzlies uh, windbreaker on. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what can a seller do to attract more buyers and better buyers. Okay. Well, yeah. There's there's uh, tons of things that you know that they can do that are actually you know not quite so costly. Uh, it's something that I actually go over with all my sellers when I sit down with them and meet. Um, you know, we take a tour of the house and um, I ask, actually ask them to highlight the features that they like and then I give them some pointers as well. So, you know, for for showings, um, you know, first of all, I always like to ask what works best for them. But I think one big thing is, you know, having it available to show. Mm. You know, people like the convenience of uh you know, being able to, to go in and, and look at a house, obviously with a little bit of a notice, but if if you can, you know, make the home available to buyers, it's more attractive to them. Um, when it's not being able to be shown, then, you know, how are they ever going to want to write an offer? Uh, if, you know, there's all these hurdles that they have to jump through to be able to even see it in the first place, um, that's just one big thing. And any, And then when they do get in, you know, having all the lights on, um, you know, highlighting the features of the home that you personally like, maybe some soft music, make them feel comfortable. I usually tell sellers, you know, if you can, you know, obviously some people really can't, but if you can be out of the house just to give the buyers that full experience like it's their own, that's big. Okay, I Absolutely. like that. Now, at, let me put the two of you in the shoes of a, a, you're a buyer's agent now. Sure. You go into a home, what is the feeling that you and your buyers get when all the lights are on, they're obviously prepared for you? What what kind of feeling do do you guys get? I just feel like, hey, you know, I'm taking my client through. If I'm having to go through the property and switch on all the lights, maybe, you know, kick some toys underneath the couch or whatever Mm -hmm. to make it feel more inviting, you know, do these people really want to sell, or is this, you know, what's going on here? Ah, so motivation yeah, comes into question. Absolutely, yeah. a clean house, like a decluttered clean house, goes a long way because it shows that the sellers are motivated. Oh yeah, yeah they're okay. serious. Okay, interesting. Um, how about what should a seller expect as far as the time? I mean, is a buyer going to want to show up at five thirty in the morning? Probably not. I mean, I think you know, especially when you're working with a realtor. You know, hey, you know, well, some people work nights, you know what I mean? So they're only really available certain parts of the day. But I think even our, you know, even our lock boxes are not even, you know, available at that time. So that's a good point because those lock boxes are have a timed access on there. Now, you can adjust the realtor can adjust them for circumstances. But, you know, really, it's eight to eight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you absolutely need to get in there at 5.30, then I guess we can make arrangements, but... Better uh, do it in advance, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, How about should the seller be there or not be there? I think, you know, Gabe touched on it a little bit. It's probably best that the seller is not at the showing. Um, And, you know, let the realtor do his job of selling the home. You know, our job is to go in there and say, hey, these are the features... These are the highlights of the home. Um, you know, we'll look out for these things, but, you know, we're, our job is to sell the home. And, and the, you know, if the, if the house is picked up right, if it's decluttered, if the sellers did a good job in doing that, the home should sell itself. 
and you know if it doesn't make sense for the buyer maybe the layout doesn't make sense for them then it's not the right fit but I think at the end of the day you know that's up to the buyer to make the final decision all we can do is like we said earlier equip them with the tools with the facts and let them make the decision on their own um, but you know at the end of the day it is our, it is our job to highlight you know these are the features yeah I had one where the seller was there and kept us and the buyers in the kitchen yeah. describing how all the money that they've spent in that kitchen and I remember when we left the uh, woman said well this home's not for us they sp- it's overpriced because they spent all that money on the kitchen and we don't really cook because we both work you know all we need is a microwave and they like to barbecue on weekends but in other words the seller didn't know how to didn't read the audience it wasn't exactly it wasn't for them and i think that's what you're going to run into more often than not Mm -hmm. is it can really take the tour off course especially if you're looking at multiple properties and you're sticking to a schedule you know, we can only really be at this property for, you know, 15, 20 minutes because we have to be on to the next and not throw off the other sellers as well. Okay. Let's go into that one. Mm-hmm. Sticking to a schedule uh, and there's multiple properties. Do you guys ever get this where here you set up five homes to yeah. go show and you have one seller who mm-hmm. is on the opposite side of the geographical spectrum and they say, oh, you have to be here at 3 o'clock. That's you know, it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how does that work? Um, Not real well, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's tough because I mean, usually if uh, things happen, right? So things are always happening. But if there is that scenario for me, I'm scheduling. I'm trying to schedule that one first so that we can just get that one out of the way and say, okay, cool. Like we're starting at three. This is the house that we're going to hit first because we have to be there right on time, or else the seller is not going to, you know, want to show us. Um, or and, and what does that tell the buyer? The seller's well, not going to want to exa- show. Them. Exactly. Are they serious? Are, you know, are they are they going to be easy to work with in the transaction? That kind of thing definitely pops up. But I think the uh, to the other other point of that is, you know, if the seller's going to limit us on time, you know, are we even really going to want to you know work with this, you know, moving forward? Is this going to be something that you know is going to be, you know, are we going to be limited on inspection time? Like those kind of things pop up. Yeah, if they're already being difficult from the yeah. get-go, you know, it kind of raises that red flag in their head. Even And they might ev- not even realize it, but it could be subconscious where they're just like, I don't really know about this. You know, it kind of might turn them off away from the house. Yeah. And I, I usually try to give a window and I always say, hey, we're and, – and I'll let the, the listing agent know, hey, we're, we're going to be showing uh, houses all day. This is around the time that we're going to be in that area, maybe around, let's say, 3 to 3.30 – can you make that happen? And for the most part, uh, I can usually, I can usually uh, swing that. But um, again, you know, like Joel said, things come up and you don't know, and it's up to the seller. Like I said, make that availability, make the home available to your buyers, to your consumers. And to the yeah. seller's point, I mean, there are times when they get burned too, when the sell- the buyer doesn't even show up. You know, and ha- you know, we opened up our house, we turned on all the lights, we had the you know incense candles lit. And the music was playing in the background. Our house was cleaned up. And you guys didn't even show up, you know. So I think, you know, if you're being respectful to everybody's time, I think that's when you're going to have the most success um, showing homes and showing your home to to buyers. Mm -hmm. But I think that's something a seller has to realize is that's part of the the program um, that sometimes people don't show. We as realtors have that frustration because here – 
as a realtor, you're all set up to go show those five homes. And then the buyer calls, so our little girl's sick, we can't make it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you got to be empathetic sure, to absolutely. that. Yeah. But there is the disappointment that, well, you were all set up to do this, and now you got to go back to cleaning your desk and doing something <laughs> else. Yeah. But, of course, first thing you got to do is call and tell all those sellers that you had set up times with that you're, you're not coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you never know if there's going to be another, you know, a showing at the same scheduled time. So, you know, that's the other thing, you know, when you're using a realtor, we have access to see when the time the times are best. You know, we we have this really nice app that you can do it all over the internet and it's like I'm scheduling my times and it sends out an email and I'm just receiving the the confirmation. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's big because if you're going to have a ton of showings and everybody can go, only go from 3 to 4, you know, let's Let's space these out a little bit so that we're on time. Yeah, even if the house is vacant, I always call ahead oh, yeah. all the time. I always call ahead, and and not only just to to see if there's going to be anybody else in there, but also to get a, a little bit of feedback on, you know, if there are already any offers on the table, it's to see if there's anything that, um, you know, they're looking for, and then it might have already they might have already accepted an offer, just haven't had a chance to, you know, put it on the MLS to update it, yeah. to update it and update the status of it. So to not waste mine or my buyer's time, I always call ahead. Okay. Good. So there's that good communication network. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. That's big time. Okay. Couple of questions for you. What would you like sellers and buyers to remember most about today's show? If you could summarize that. I think um, one thing that I would want them to remember in summary is, uh, you know, get educated on the whole process um, as far as, you know, what we do and what we do for you. You know, the fiduciary duties we have, um, the, the, the market knowledge, um, and basically all the little things and the background stuff that you don't see up front. Uh, look into that and and even if let's say you you're looking to sell for sale by owner you know talk to a realtor and and weigh your options out see what works best you might not even realize that the the realtor is actually going to net you more money even if you have to pay them a commission like at the end of the day we're trying to help you you yeah. know we work for you okay gotcha Joel, what would you want people to remember most, other than your name? Yeah, well, there you go, Joel Arambula. No, I think uh, Gabe hit it right on the right on the head there. Um, consult with a real estate professional. Don't go to your neighbor. You know, don't go to your mom or your dad and say, hey, you know, what do you think? Go to a professional. This is what we do, and uh, you know, you're gonna get taken care of. Okay, 15 seconds or less, Gabe. What's your best real estate advice? Um, my best real estate advice is is probably going to go back into what I just said. You know, get educated. Education is the biggest thing. Once you're educated, you can you have the tools to make the the right decision. Boom. All right, and Joel, best real estate advice from you? Consult a realtor. That's okay. I, I thought you were going to say just listen to Gabe. Just listen to Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to thank both of you for coming in today and sharing your knowledge with us and helping to educate everybody. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in every Saturday from 9 to 10. Thank you and talk to you next week. Bye-bye.